Monday, March the 1st, and we have the two individuals here from Fat Kid Sandwiches. There's a Scott scoop or a scoop of Scott, and it's Richmond's Black Restaurant Experience Week. Welcome to Eat It, Virginia. Hello and welcome to Eat It, Virginia, voted second best podcast in Richmond. My name is Scott Wise and I'm joined as always by my friend, my friend, Roby Martin. Did you say a Scott scoop? A scoop of Scott, yeah. A scoop of Scott. <laughs> what, what, you know, my people haven't talked to me about this. <laughs> I am your people, and I'm talking to you about about? it now. Okay, so it's a cool thing. So they actually are getting ready to make it, so we'll be able to hype this a little bit later on this month as well. But Ruby Scoops, who you love. I do. Both the business and the the woman. Yep, you sure do. They They came to me and asked me about... They didn't ask me about ice cream because they know all about ice cream. They asked me about just like doing something with Eat It Virginia. And I was like, you can't. You got to do something for Scott. Because nobody I know likes ice cream and sweets like you do. I'm getting my own scoop. What You are. Do you know the flavor? Well, what did you tell me when I asked you what kind oh, that's, of ice that's cream? That's why you, like? you asked me. Okay. It's all coming yes. together now. Okay. So what did you tell me? I've been hoodwinked. Yeah, <laughs> you get totally a full um, right over mean, your eyes. I don't recall exactly, but I, probably chocolate because that's what I love the most. It's like chocolate on brownie, on chocolate, on chocolate, on everything. I think I might have to have a Scott scoop. You're going to. They're going to call it the Scott scoop, which we'll talk about it later on oh. um, in the next podcast. Enough about it'll me. It'll be available. But no, we're going to call it the Scott scoop and you're going to be able to get it at Ruby Scoops. I feel famous. You know what? Well, now you are. <laughs> Um, you know what? Speaking of famous, actually, this is great. Uh, can Michael Keaton give us a call? Can you believe Michael Keaton is still in town and he's popping up in restaurants? Can he give us a call? Michael Keaton, can you please give us a call? I think all you have to do is put up a bat signal and he he responds. I'm 100% bat signaling Michael Keaton and that Our- was such a great joke, Scott. I mean, like, come on. Like, I didn't even see it coming. It was so good. Can you give me a second? <laughs> Our older listeners will know, and when I say older, I mean our age, will know Michael Keaton as, as Batman from the 80, late 80s. God, we're 90s. right by me, and usually that never happens, but okay. Our younger so listeners, if any exists, might not know Michael Keaton as Batman, but he was Batman. We, we definitely have one young listener in Goochland. Do you have a favorite sure. Michael Keaton? Or Let's back up a little bit. Michael Keaton is in town filming a show. I think it's called yes. Dope Sick. It is. It is actually was written by someone who is in Roanoke, Virginia. um, And she, she, I think Beth is her name. She is filming, not she herself, but the book that she wrote, which Dope Sick is based off of, is being filmed here in Richmond. He has been popping up around some restaurants, obviously. The man's got to eat. And he recently, the last few weeks, stopped by our friend Evan's restaurant, The Stables. He can't get enough of the lamb chops, I bet. And I heard he also dropped in at the lily, lily pad. Oh, out there on the water. That's a smart Michael Keaton move. That's a rumor. I haven't, I don't have that one confirmed yet. So I apologize, well, but. Well, Michael Keaton, if you haven't been to the lily pad, you should 100% go. It's beautiful. But everyone's wearing masks, obviously. So stars like Michael Keaton are walking around Richmond and just walking by people. And you might not recognize Batman. 
You think that you can't recognize Batman without his ma- with his mask on? If someone said, who is this person? It made it obvious, then I could probably pick him out. But if he's just walking by me, then I would not. Well, why would you think? Here's a question for you about Michael Keaton. And we've gone, I like, think you should walk up to everybody that has a small resemblance to Michael Keaton and ask him to say to the Batmobile. Are you Batman? <laughs> uh, what's your favorite Michael Keaton movie? Do you have one? Uh, uh, no, probably the Batmans, actually. I'm trying to think of other ones that I, I mean, I like, I like Michael Keaton a lot. Mr. Mom? Mm, I don't I think I've seen that Mr. one. I, you have not seen Mr. Mom? No, I find that you're notoriously known for watching the weirdest and sometimes not the most progressively forward in the I mean, popularity. It was like 1983. Movies. I don't know. I, I was like, I, it's one of those movies that you just watched on repeat on HBO. Did you have HBO I in Farmville? Oh, stop it. Moving on. <laughs> we have a, a pretty cool interview with the husband and wife duo behind Fat Kids Sandwiches. Is there anything you want to talk about before we get to the Fat Kids? Sandwiches? No, I just want you to get your brain focused on mozzarella sticks. Scott, I have a question for you. I love your questions. They are, no, you don't. Uh, okay. they are always intriguing and probing. What, what do you got for me? How do you feel about an appetizer on a sandwich? I feel hungry about it, actually. What are you talking about? <laughs> So, something you might not know about me, but a mozzarella cheese stick sits up there with a chicken tender. Essentially, I like all children's food that you can handle with your hands. But anyway, that's a whole nother situation. (laughs) So I got a message. I don't know. Let's say it was, mm, let's say it was like July, right? Maybe around July. Um, I got a message and somebody had put in my email a photo of a sandwich with some mozzarella sticks on the sandwich. <laughs> Who were those people? I'm about to tell you. So we oh, have, I know, wow, that was a huge build up. So we have John Martin and Liz Clifford with us of, is this not the most perfect name? Fat Kid Sandwiches, because that is exactly what I want when I eat a mozzarella stick covered sandwich. <laughs> I feel seen. I feel seen. I know, right? <laughs> so I guess the first question before we get to your whole lives is where did that name come from? Fat kid sandwich. Well, we were sort of trying to explain to people what kind of business we wanted to run, what kind of sandwiches we were going to make. And it, the easiest way to explain it to people is we're going to make real fat kid sandwiches. You know, like our plan is to put mozzarella sticks on a chicken parm and, you know, have a club that's so tall you have a hard time eating it. You know, like these are real big, serious sandwiches and we could never come up with a better name. You know, I mean, it it really got the point across. This is what we're trying to do. Yeah. We had something else. uh, We were worked stopping um, uh, that like involved our grandmother's, uh, but we went with this uh, because we just enjoyed it a tad bit more. Sorry, Grandma. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no. You know what? Never mind, Grandma. Appreciate all that love over the years, yeah. but um, you're not going to sell sandwiches for us. You'll grandma. get nothing. Yeah. <laughs> We're still making her bread recipe, though, so she's, she's represented well. What's so you'll get a little bit of something. Yeah. Every grilled cheese gets Lois's bread. And that grilled cheese weighs what? 35 pounds? Somewhere in, in that area, yeah. 
Yes, it's like, it is like have some bread with your cheese. Like it is, it is hefty. So let's go back to, Scott loves an entire life story. So I think we should start with your life stories. Okay. Okay. You want to go first on life story? You mean like career wise, I guess, right? That, uh, sure. Unless you want to start with when you were an infant, because we'll listen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, um, I've been working um, as a chef, a cook, whatever you want to call it, uh, for 22 plus years. Um, uh, been all the way out to Chicago, uh, like always had a home around the Virginia area, uh, Northern Virginia, um, uh, in particular, um, and then ended up, uh, cooking a lot in Washington, D.C., uh, for a few of the better names out there. Brag on yourself. You worked at some good places. Okay. Yeah. I don't, yeah, don't, I'm not stopping you. I want like names. I want places. I want best dishes. I want you to cook in my house. Keep going. Roby is very (laughs) demanding, by the way. Roby is a woman who knows what she wants. They they already know that. And now we all know what she wants. Uh, well, uh, while in D.C. Um, uh, and the Virginia area, I was able uh, uh, to work with, uh, Bob Kincaid, uh, Jeffrey Bubin, um, I worked with, uh, uh, with, uh, Tim Ma, uh, for about a year, uh, with water and wall in, in Arlington. I don't believe it's even out there anymore, but, uh, whatever. Um, uh, and then went to Chicago. I want to say it was like 2010, 2011, somewhere in there. Um, and, and, and at the time I had just had such an interest in avant-garde molecular gastronomy kind of thing. I bet you I know where you're going here and I'm probably gonna squeal like a little girl. I just want <laughs> you to be aware and maybe cover your ears. So okay. keep going. Okay. Um, um, I went out there after after doing a dodge and I ended up working for Omar Cantu. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I did my best, keep going. <laughs> Um, and, uh, that was for about a year. That was, it was hard to come home after that. I will say, uh, no, because, really? Uh, yeah. No, I'm sure it was, I'm sure yeah. it was the easiest. <laughs> is, is, is Richmond home? Uh, no. Well, it's home like, uh, uh, to us, uh, uh, for like three years. Yeah. I'd say it's home now. Much. Yeah. Well, when, you said, when you said, when you said it's hard to come home, you meant where? Well, I was talking about like um, it's hard to uh, to go back to a regular uh, restaurant after after figurative work. home. Well, yeah, okay. after working at essentially a twenty course like tasting menu kind of place, where where we were kind of on the forefront of creativity and things like that. You know what I mean? Sure. Using, Actually, like, I don't. I've never had a twenty course meal. I've never had a twenty course meal. <laughs> Well, so, I mean, we can <laughs> See, there you go. 20 courses for you. Is this one those, need a tent. Is this one of those <laughs> one bite places that's like half a oh. bite and it's a thousand dollars a meal? Two or three bites and, and the price tag was not too far off, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I believe when I was asking the waiters last, it was like $500 a head with the wines and everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, 
but yeah, again, uh, when I came back from Chicago, it was it was hard to get adjusted back to regular r- r- restaurants. But I ended up in kind of a prominent steakhouse uh, called the Caucus Room. We ended up getting together a few years after that. Yeah. And uh, and sh- you were working at Hank's, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I you know I have my own story, but yeah. <laughs> let her yeah, tell her yeah, own story, uh, John. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> She probably was a person before she met you. I I imagine so. We're going to stop this part of the interview. Liz, tell us about your background. Where did you come from? Um, Well, like John, I I grew up in the D.C. suburbs, but in the Maryland side of things. And um, after about two-thirds of a philosophy degree, I decided what I really wanted to do was go to culinary school. Um, and um, I, my first job in a kitchen was making cheesesteaks on the beach at the Delaware shore. You know, I waited tables and bartended and all kinds of other stuff. And I was, I guess, 22 or 23 when I went to culinary school. Um, and I was like, all right, like, well, let's do this thing. Um, I ended up working in a ton of different places in D.C., um, a couple of different stints uh, running Hank's Oyster Bars, uh, a couple of different locations. Uh, spent a couple, a few years working for the Chef Jeff's group um, at their Italian restaurant called Leah's, where we made tons of fresh pasta. I got to work for a really awesome Italian guy named Cesare uh, Lafranconi. Um, and I um, also helped open a restaurant called Hook in Georgetown. It was, uh, really at the forefront of sustainable seafood. It was the first uh, restaurant, at least on the East Coast, that was really trying to do a good job of uh, where the fish was coming from and how, you know, how the people involved were treated, uh, not just sustainability for environmental purposes, but also like the supply chain and the fishermen, which I thought was really important. Um, I went uh, to... Italy for a year um, and cooked in a restaurant in Italy through a program run by the slow food movement, which was awesome. I'm on the board of that here. Oh, yeah. Oh, I actually cool. really, really love it. I love that organization and uh, their program basically um, helped uh, people, not just Americans, people from around the world find restaurants in Italy and sort of set up working relationships where I sort of had free room and board and uh, spent my mornings um, making uh, all kinds of different cured meats and salumi, like culatello de Isabello and prosciutto and all this awesome stuff in this uh, restaurant and sort of, you know, charcuterie production facility right outside of Parma. Um, and then after lunch, after I was done making all the cured meats, I'd go work in the restaurant and make pasta and all kinds of stuff. I mean, it was a great experience. Um, and it sounds terrible. I got to miss <laughs> I mean, making fresh yeah. pasta and eat and meats. It's like, like, yeah, probably in Italy, near Parma. Yeah, that's utter crap. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty solid. It was a pretty good year. It was hard to come yeah. home after that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sensing a theme here. Definitely. You know, we got to do some fun stuff. Um, and then when I was working at Hank's Oyster Bar on Capitol Hill, uh, I met this guy actually on OkCupid and we realized after we met each other that we had worked across the street from each other once 
and then around the corner from each other once in DC and never met. So a dating app success story. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There aren't really a whole bunch of those. I don't know. I think these days you're hearing about it more and more. So congratulations yeah. to you two. Now what, what year are we talking about here? Uh, let's see. So 2014. Okay. And this yeah. is up in DC, obviously. What, mm-hmm. what sparked the move to Richmond? Well, after we got married, we were kind of looking around at what we were doing. Um, I was working at a, actually a place in Union Market in DC called Buffalo and Bergen. Um, delicious cocktails and absurd bagel sandwiches. I was uh, running the sort of food side of that. Cocktails um, and bagel sandwiches. Yeah, if you're ever in DC, I would highly recommend it. I want to do that at my house. I mean, yeah. that sounds like the perfect combination. <laughs> really? Yeah, definitely the best Bloody Mary I've ever had. Certainly. I would like to go ahead and say that I think that restaurant concept would totally take off here. And I hear that <laughs> Third Street Diner is for sale. And I think a window out the side and then a cocktail window, um, perfect. Because I don't, I, we could use another good bagel place. You heard that from me yeah. and I'll say it loud, loud, loud. I so agree. if you're thinking okay. about it, I'd like to, I'd like bagel. Let them open their first place first, Let them open their first place first. My gosh. Gina, who you know I was looking for, keeps bugging me. She's like, you can you can start one of these in Richmond. Like, have a Buffalo and Bergen in Richmond. Oh, my God. Happy to talk to people about seed money. There's nobody that wants a bagel place more than I do. I, <laughs> if you know someone, I'd like to meet them because we'll start a club. Okay. <laughs> Bagels of Richmond Club. <laughs> Anything that gets a bagel sandwich to the people. Yes. All right. So back to your love story. You just you oh, got yeah. married. You decided yeah. to move to Richmond because yeah. why? Well, we wanted to start a business and the math just doesn't work in DC. I mean, you know, you're either working for some investor forever because you can never pay them back or you're working for the bank. You know, I mean, we probably would have had to raise more than a million dollars to open a sandwich place in DC. I mean, just to turn the key. Yeah. Which is crazy, you know, in terms of actually running a successful business. But here in Richmond, there's an actual opportunity for us to do it. Was there any connection to Richmond before that moment? Or was just kind of like, we we hear things about Richmond and it makes sense financially? So my younger sister and brother-in-law had moved to Richmond about a year previous to us moving down here. And they loved it. They were, I mean, my sister was giving me the hard sell on moving to Richmond. Um, We wanted to stay close enough to D.C. that we could still see our family. Most of our family does live up there still. Um, and Richmond certainly has an amazing food scene. That was a big part of what drew us here. Yeah. Um, it's like quiet without being quiet. Yeah. If that makes any sense at all. It's, it's not as big as DC, obviously it's a small city, but it's still a real city. You know, we have all the real city stuff here. Yeah. And we came down here and, uh, within about 30 days, we both were employed by Jason Alley. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, the kingpin himself. Yeah, southern food kingpin Jason (laughs) Alley. Were you at the same restaurants, or I don't know where, like, in the timeline this is? What was open, or where were you both? John was originally hired as the sous chef at Pasture, Um, and then I sort of helped Jason close Flora. I was there for the last probably three or four months that Flora was open, which honestly was really fun for me because. I was the only person in the kitchen. It was me and a like very part-time dishwasher. 
And so I just got to make tacos for like three months, which was a really fun little moment. Um, but when Flora was sort of buttoned up, um, I moved over to Comfort and I was at Comfort for almost two years. In the kitchen. Yeah. Running the yeah. kitchen. Comfort. Running the kitchen. Yeah. Some, those are some pretty nice restaurants to, you know. <laughs> to move right restaurant. into in 30 exactly. days. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the time uh, Pasture and Comfort closed, we were, at, we were both a chef de cuisine respectively at those two restaurants. Yeah. yeah, and once Pasture was over with, I ended up uh, going next uh, door to Juleps. Sure, yeah, that's a nice little spot too. They have a really, really great clientele, very loyal. Yes. Um, super, and Amy's a good egg. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's been around the restaurant industry. Oh, yeah, she really long, was long time. helpful giving How- us advice when we were getting started. Amy was lovely. How is it she still looks like she's... I mean, like, I, I bet 40. She, I mean, I've known her since I was much younger. I know that she, but she, does she ever age? No, no. That's amazing. I, I've been thinking about this, but I feel like she just doesn't. Anyway, um, Amy, whatever your secrets are, I'd love to know them. Um, from Comfort and Pasture, and you guys are like, now we got to start our own thing? Um, or you were working somewhere that closed, or... Oh. COVID I mean, or what? The, the I kind of recall yeah. the, uh, the, uh, the day uh, that, that this all really got decided. Um, I was at work at Juleps and I got a text from her saying, hey, do you have a second uh, to talk? It's kind of important. Comfort's closing. I'm like, huh. Hey, so chef, I got I to gotta take this telephone call. Uh, uh, come to find out comfort is closing and we decided right then and there we're just going to go head on into this. Yeah. And that was right right around Christmas and then uh, comfort closed in January of last year, the end of January. Um, And so we had started the whole thing. We were, you know, talking to Hatch and like starting to get paperwork together to open this business, uh, we were originally shooting for last uh, April, um, but then of course COVID happened, um, and I mean, literally, they closed City Hall on the day that I was trying to go turn in paperwork. So I had to learn how to fax. I, I had not faxed something, but in order to get the paperwork through <laughs> City Hall without being able to physically go there, I had to figure out how to fax something via email. Should have called me. I'm totally a great faxer. <laughs> I mean, I, I, mean, I, I, I remember I, having to do it in an office. That's how old yeah. I am. Anyway, you were faxing your stuff yeah, into I, City Hall. Fax things into City Hall. They No emails allowed. Yeah. Um, but we, we got the paperwork together. We got it going. And then... In June of last year, we managed to like actually get up and running in Hatch Kitchen, which was awesome. And you launched three concepts simultaneously or relatively simultaneously? Yeah, sort of in succession. One after the other. Right. Yeah. right. And can you just like, review that thought review sure. that thought process for us? Well, our original plan was to really try to be ghost kitchen. Like we'll do these three concepts and roll out more concepts really delivery only was our original first thought. And then so many people asked for pickup that we started doing a curbside pickup option. What was the first one you guys did? Uh, that was called uh, garden party. It right. was a uh, vegan vegetarian teetering on the junk food, uh, like uh, end of things. Healthy junk uh, food. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Plant-based junk food. <laughs> 
right, right. Okay, and after um, that was what? After that was uh, Fat Kid. Fat Kid. Yeah. And the and third? The actual junk food. Yeah. Right. I love how this is. So this is where it's going to go. Plant-based junk food. If you can see me, I'm making an upside-down bell curve. Yeah. Actual junk food. And then what was your next one? Victory Garden. It oh. was... It, it was all salad based, actually. And then health food. <laughs> right up to health food again. But I mean, I'd, in hindsight, I guess it's not that surprising. But fat kid sandwiches just like was so much more popular than either of those other two that we decided that that was the right thing to focus on. Is it the uh, name? Or is it the sandwich? Like, what do you think? That, what do you what do you give the love, success credit to? I think people love sandwiches. I think that's definitely true. Ding 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> we we took the sort of best sellers and highlights from the other two concepts. And you can still get a delicious giant salad from us from fat kid sandwiches, but really the focus now is on the sandwiches. Do you love sandwiches? Oh yeah. I what mean, do you love about sandwiches? Like uh, what's the, what's the, cause I have my answer, but I want to hear your answer since you're the experts. I, I, give you, the, I want everybody's answer. I'll give you my <laughs> answer because you know, you guys are the sandwich crafters. Yeah. I love a sandwich because it, it is instantly recognizable to everyone. Everybody knows what they're getting when you say, oh, I'll make you a sandwich, right? But that could be literally anything. You, you could put food from any culture around the world. You can have any ingredients. You can really, like, it's ultimately flexible, the sandwich. Um, and uh, I work busy people. I've spent most of my life in restaurants eating a meal hunched over a trash can. You can put a sandwich in one hand and still accomplish something with the other hand. You know, like it's, it's food that really helps. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it, it's easy to like, uh, like um, to like uh, come to at the end of the evening when you get home and you just don't want to really cook anymore. You're like, Ooh, what can we put between the bread? Um, but like, it's, it's also like a blank canvas. It can accommodate pretty much anything. Uh, I can recall times where, uh, where I've put, uh, uh, like hamburger helper or like, or like Chinese food in between bread, just like, um, to get it down. I mean, you know, would I do it again? Possibly, but you know. Well, you do it on Zoom. That's the question. We do it like right now, live on Zoom. <laughs> no, no, the wrong. The Chinese food in between two pieces of bread is totally a TikTok thing, Scott. We learned yeah. this last time. That is one hundred percent how to make a Chinese food sandwich. That's like perfect. I'm impressed, Roby. You went from not knowing what TikTok is to like being the expert in like two weeks. You, that's that's good. old dog. You can teach them new tricks. I'm telling you, can you? Faxing and TikTok. You're probably the only person in the world that can do both. I bet. You know what? Hire me. Someone hire me. So speaking of putting things in between two pieces of bread, my father, because my mom worked at a restaurant, owned restaurants for when I grew up. My dad was at home and he made our lunches for us. And he believed exactly what you guys say. Anything can go in between two pieces of bread. We'd get to school the next day and there'd be like snaps, like green beans slathered in mayonnaise in between two pieces of bread. (laughs) To try explaining to your high school buddies while you're while you're eating a green bean sandwich. Like, I mean, there's like no explanation other than yeah. next week on oh, Fat yeah. Kids Menu, it's the green bean mayo sandwich. It's called the oh, Roby. God, what? So, holy moly! Don't do that. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but he, he did too. It was too uh, like 
like it was like weirdly like you'd have a snack sandwich one day and then you'd have a soft shell crab sandwich the next day. Right. It's so hard to explain in high school why you have yeah, but, legs. Yeah, sure. Soft shell yeah. crab sandwich is a pretty awesome lunch. I mean, like <laughs> I'd be down with that. Absolutely. I was down with the green bean sandwich. Be, I mean, you, anything between two pieces of bread, I'm good. So y'all's answers were um, not really what I was looking for. I mean, they were great answers, <laughs> but my, 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 question, my question no is what about like the actual sandwich? Like, is it the, like what fillings <laughs> are the ones no. that you love or like, no. oh. he didn't oh. want to look inward guys. Yeah, he wanted you, me to you guys were so like, uh, yeah. you know, is it the lettuce? <laughs> yeah. Like what do you love? <laughs> Um, which particular, like, it, like, one, like, all right, I'll give you my answer and then you guys can go after me. Yeah. This is just a place it's, for Scott it's to it's tell the you bread. why he likes the sandwich. The bread. The bread okay. is the key, in my opinion. Uh, I like a crusty <laughs> bread. Okay. And, uh, like a firm bread, like something that's going to, like, sustain the weight of the sandwich. Sure. And, uh, you know. It's back to grandmother here. We can high five Lois one more time. Yeah. Seriously. All right. So for me, it's the bread. John, what is it for you? Protein in between. Okay. And what is your protein of choice? Um, personally, I'm on a really big uh, uh, like ha- uh, like hot ham and cheese kick. And Liz? So, uh, like on a philosophical level, like what the most important thing, like what marks a good yeah. thing? Oh for my me? gosh! No, no, no! Like what? No, no, no. Yes, I want that. Scott, quit being a bear. I want that. <laughs> it's construction. If the if the sandwich isn't well constructed, it's not a good sandwich. Roby is nodding um, in agreement. Yes, because the lady has to clear this up. It's always the women that have to make it. Sorry, John. Construction. You and I failed again. It It is what it is, right? Yeah, well, I mean, if you go to take a bite of your sandwich and half of it shoots out the other end, like, that's not... Like, that's not going to work. I sort of said that with the bread. Uh, It has to sustain the sandwich. (laughs) He creeps back in there. He's like, come on, you you didn't get me? (laughs) No, you did not say that. All right, fair. Whatever. I'm telling you, listen to come in and go, guys. I don't care what you put in between the pieces of bread. It has to be done correctly. John and I are going to go to the corner and eat our ham and cheese, hot ham and cheese. on. No, you're not. Because if it's shooting out the back, you're eating the salad. (laughs) That's all I'm going to do it. So you guys cleared all this. There were like a bunch of popular stuff. You dumped it into fat kid sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And now you guys are doing it out of hatch as a ghost yep. kitchen. Mm-hmm. And there's another step now. You guys have like something that's happening next. And what's that? Uh, well, we're currently in the hatch cafe also. Yeah. Hatch local. I think it's going to be big for us. Yeah. We're going to be uh, uh, really excited uh, to be getting in there. And, and just getting around people who we work around pretty much every day anyway. Yeah, the, the list of other people who are in there is pretty awesome. And I mean, I, I worked in a, when I was working at Union Market in DC doing Buffalo and Bergen, it's kind of the same idea. It's like a giant food hall. Um, and what was really fun about that in some ways was all the other people that you're working with, like you have this kind of I don't know, all these, I guess you could call them colleagues. They're not really co-workers, right? You know, you're working for different businesses. But if I was trying to figure out an idea for a new sandwich uh, when I was in Union Market, I would run across, you know, the aisle to the cheese lady and be like, what do you think? You know, should we be doing Swiss or like, do you think provolone's better? You know, I was good friends with a woman who was a fishmonger there. And, you know, constantly we're going back and forth about how to like make my gravlocks better you know like those sort of community of people in a place like that is great and i think it's going to be really fun to be part of that 
I mean, right now, Hatch Local is a construction site, you know, like we're excited for it to open, but we haven't gotten there yet. Um, but since we're doing the sort of long-term residency, doing lunch in Hatch Cafe, and they're doing this big pop-up series full of other people who are going to be at Hatch Local, we're getting to meet everybody now. And so who is in there with you? You've got buttermilk and honey. Right. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm going off memory. So yeah, you guys tell me if I'm wrong. from Lily Pearl doing buttermilk and honey. Awesome. Um, and then Sincero. Um, they're awesome. So seriously sexy tacos. Okay. Yes. So you got incredibly good fried chicken and spicy things. Yeah. Seriously sexy tacos. Mm-hmm. Uh, massive sandwiches. Massive sandwiches. Is are, did they announce that? I don't want to like jump on anybody's toes. I believe that. they did. Did they announce redemption? I, I okay. believe they did. Well, in breaking news, you've got <laughs> redemption barbecue with <laughs> their hard fried fries. I don't know if you've yes. had. I love their barbecue, but. Holy moly at the French fries, guys. Wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I haven't tried the fries yet. We're going to have to do that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then just take a nap. I mean, like, <laughs> eat the whole order and just, boop, straight down. You can manage that. Uh, yeah. And then, um, well, as part of the pop-up series, uh, somebody that we met that's pretty cool is Oro. Um, they're doing unbelievable pasta. Yeah. That's Lane Myers, style. right? Previously of Nota Bene. Yes. Now yep. she's, okay. Yeah. And she, yeah, she apparently has, I've not had it, but I've seen loads of photos of gorgeous pasta. If yeah. you get the time and the opportunity, I yeah. seriously recommend it. It's good. all on it then. Okay. I'll make sure that we do it this weekend if we can get it because I love, no, I mean, yeah. I mean, I like all food, so I don't know what I'm saying. So you have, so maybe Aura, who's that? It's in the pop-up. Um, I think that's everybody that's announced in terms of in the food hall. Um, but I know that there's some, you know, I think people are still sort of talking about it, kind of negotiations and who's going to be in there and who isn't. Yeah, there's a um, couple people in talks right now. Yeah. Awesome. So we got you in Hatch Local, this food hall, which I, I nothing appeals to me more than being able to get all those things at once. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I just love it. Yeah. Well, sort of um, like, any yeah. other fun things on the horizon that you guys are? Uh... Yeah. So we've, we've been doing a sort of fun special sub of the month every month. Um, and <clears throat> we have been working on this one for a little bit. Um, we actually are going to do like the final kind of assembly recipe testing after we get off this call with you. <laughs> so we can probably send you a picture shortly. Um, but our next one is going to be like, uh, it's a real Philadelphia classic that's not a cheesesteak. Um, it's a pork and rob sandwich. So it's garlicky roast pork, that sort of bitter broccoli rob, sharp provolone. Yeah, we're very excited about this sandwich. And you guys actually were being super, super nice to us. You're going to, we're going to have a contest over at the Graham on Eat It Virginia. Um, and I'm going to put it on mine too, because everybody freaking loves the sandwich. And, you know, why not? So that'll be a Call Me Ruby. And you guys have offered to, I don't know, give some listeners couple of sandwiches so maybe they can try this new pork sub before oh, the rest of the world does scott how do you feel about that i mean i want i want to try it before the whole rest of the world does i'm, I'm, I'm sick of this <laughs> zoom interview i want to be there i want to be in the fat kid <laughs> i want to be one with the fat kid yeah i be one with the fat kid i am one with the fat kid i don't know where you're <laughs> I'm featuring <laughs> a fat kid always yes Actually, that's perfect. You defeat your inner fat and you're listening to John Martin, Liz Clifford, and Roby and Scott on Eat It Virginia.
So Roby Fest podcast, believe it or not, is not the only thing you're doing these days. <laughs> really? As if you couldn't tell. <laughs> Dear listener. Do tell me, do, do tell me, what am I doing these days? Dear yeah. listener, well, I saw that you were volunteering One. at uh, the COVID vaccine site. That's a very nice of you to volunteer and I'd like your time. to be part of the process to help. Yeah, that's up. so great. That's so great. Uh, are you volunteering anywhere else in, this month? As much charity or charitable events or donation to charity as I possibly can do. So actually, you know what? You can watch me. I'm going to be, again emceeing the scan virtual dinner um, this time it's with mike Lindsay, and you're familiar with mike Lindsay, <laughs> mr mike yes i have number one um podcast number one, and number 50 yep and he has a son not a daughter well he has a daughter but he has a <laughs> he has a brand new son and he, Still likes, bourbon. That wrong. <laughs> yes. and he likes bourbon so yeah he's gonna be the next one he's gonna make short ribs if you guys want to cook along with him. He's also, um, I don't know what, here's a question. He, his restaurant, Lily Pearl is in the black restaurant experience. One of my favorite weeks of the year. It is starts March 7th, I believe March 7th through the 14th. I think I saw they had something like 40 restaurants and, and food purveyors this year, which it's an incredible number, especially given what's been happening in the last year. So it's takeout and to go, right? Those are what's going on in this. I mean, I bet you can eat inside some places, but takeout and to go. I'm actually looking at the list right now, Scott, and there's a couple places on here that I've never been, which seems like now I should go. What is jumping off the page at you? That I've not been to? Or that you want to try again? Well, I really like soul and vinegar, and I've tried that, but I just haven't gone back in a while. And it's been forever since I've been to the Pig and Brew. I mean, the last time I, I was there I was with you. So anyway, if you want yeah. more information, we'll put it in the podcast. I'm not done telling you the ones I want to try. Have you ever oh, been to Cheddar geez. Jackson? I have not been to Cheddar Jackson. <laughs> like but now name. you want to. I like the name, though. <laughs> yep. Yep. Anyway. Oh, are you done? <laughs> are you sure? Yeah, finally. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, we're yeah, going to put that. I'm finished now, finally. We'll put a link to the actual event in our show notes. And is there a scan link that I can put in the show notes too? People want to donate to the cause? Oh yeah, we'd love you to donate to the cause. And um, actually buy the dinner is donating to the cause. So you get dinner and feel good. How about that? And Roby in your living room. Oh God, yeah. I don't know if you want that, but the dinner is delicious. Um, what else? I've had something else, Scott. Oh. That was loud. Yeah. Well, I need to talk about your date. Didn't Bobo. happen. You talked about it too much on the last podcast. You sent me texts throughout the week about how's it going? How's it going? And I think then, you just can't close the deal with the chef de cuisine of, of Alewife. I think that's what it is. Uh, I feel like it has nothing to do with me. You're just unable to, to I, I don't know, just make I told it you I'm the third wheel in this bromance between uh, Bobo and my brother. So maybe they just left me out. Maybe they wanted their own night. I really don't know. But I'm thinking that now that I have an ice cream scoop named after me, I'm good to go. Oh, That's so my pickup a, line. You, you know what? I feel like that happens all the time. You bring in a Scott scoop and the deal is done. Actually, Perfect. I should have said you bring in a scoop of Scott and the deal is done. What's the difference? Oh, it sounds better if it's a scoop of Scott. Okay. This episode of Eat It, Virgi Eat it Virginia? <laughs> really? This episode of Eat It Virginia? No! Oh, God, no.